Kia ora koutou, haere mai ki te Olea podcast, Fateko Maurima. Ki kia ora, Kapene. Kia ora. Got you there, didn't I? Kia ora, whanau. Yeah, no, that's cool. All good. You, just in case people didn't realise, it is um, Te Wiki o Te Reo Maori, which is um, Maori Language Week. Yep. So um, we're going to have a little bit of a chat about that uh, in our ham-fisted way. We yep. try our best. Um yep. And uh, we're going to have some responses to what we asked last time on listening to music differently. Uh, I've got uh, an author to talk about. You've got some new comedy to talk about. Um, and yeah, that's that's where we're going with it. Mm. And I think we're going to do the responses to our do musicians listen to music differently to yeah. the rest of us? Yeah. So if you thing. if you. Uh if you listened or watched the last yeah. episode, I, I raised the question, you know, being a musician, does it make you listen to music differently? I think it does. Uh, so I'll put the word out there. I've got a few responses back. So uh, mm. my, mate, my mate Wally, see you, Wally, uh, he replied, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, right. He's uh, a, a bass player with um, a few stories to tell from the Glasgow music scene in the 80s. So um, yeah, thanks for the response, Wally. I also got one back from Dan, Dan Starr. Um, hey Dan, how you doing? Um, Dan is a great blues man. Um, he also cool. does does an online radio show now. Uh-huh. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so Dan says, I think you can have a greater appreciation by listening to all and appreciating the individual parts that make up the whole. Good point. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's not limited to musicians. But more musicians are more likely to do that. So that's a fair point. You do yeah hone in on the keyboard part or the bass part or something or the kick drum or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for that, yeah. Dan. Uh, and then, uh, Mike, my mate, Mike Harmon, who I've been in a band with Mike before. Um, oh, yeah. he's a drummer, not a musician. Um, but, uh, Don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll read Mike's comment. I know I'm only a drummer, but in my experience, yes, we do. For a start, you tend to appreciate a fine chord sequence or drum pattern and immediately want to work out what it is. That's true. Uh, all the songwriting musicians I've known can barely listen all the way through a song without being distracted onto a new one yeah <laughs> oh no i find that people who play music regularly listen to less music in general although that's changed a bit with streaming and having music continuously mm. in the car etc but all the jobby musicians i hung around with back in the day had the smallest record collections interesting uh finally being a drummer i'm not allowed to sit too close to electrical equipment in case i drool on it so that also affects the way i listen <laughs> Thanks for that, Mike. I used to be in a band with Mike. He's a, he's a good, good lad. So, um, thanks for those comments. Awesome. Keep them coming, folks. If you've, uh, if you're a musician and or you know one, you can ask them the same question. Yeah, um, yeah good feedback. Thanks Let's for see that. What they say? Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, good stuff. All good. Yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, we'll have a little chat about um, the Wiki or Tereo Mori week, shall we? Yeah. Uh, without getting poli- political, hopefully. Um, oh, tiny so, bit. Uh, well, it's um, yeah. So every every week we over here for those that aren't over here, uh, we have a week dedicated to the, the language of of Maori, Te Reo Maori, uh, and you know the TV shows, uh, TV stations put their signage in uh, in in the language, and generally people around speaking the language more, you just see more of it. 
um, which is yeah, great. And more. we'll try to pick up a few words, get little ads on TV, teaching you a few words in between subtitles TV shows. Well. Subtitles. subtitles. And some, cool. some good programming. Um, I watched, um, which I think is a series, or there's been a few of them, but I just caught one the other night, Hongi to Hongi. I don't know if you've ever watched yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. was the uh, the Waiata okay. special, yeah. Waiata being mm. like Māori music, essentially. Uh, and it was great. Did you see it? Songs. No. Yeah. The one about the music. Oh, it was good. Well worth a watch. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, that, that was good. But, um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm down here in Otipoti. Uh, you are. Dunedin, in the South Island. We don't really get exposed to the to the Tidal Maori so much down here because we just don't have so many Maori no. down here. It's too cold. Demographically, for it's yeah. different. A very, very different experience for you. So you'll probably have more to say on this. Um, oh, but one thing I, I meant to mention a, a little while ago, and I, I forgot to mention it on here. But you know, the, when the Women's World Cup was on, and I went you, to the the New Zealand uh, called Silver Fern, White Ferns, whatever they're called. I went to their game here down here in Otipoti, and yeah. national anthem was sung in Tereo because I don't know if any of you have ever watched any sporting events and, and noticed that often the New Zealand national anthem is sung in two languages. I do they sing it in, in yep. Maori, then they sing it in, in English. Um, well, they only sang it in Maori at the World Cup. I don't know if you noticed that. I did, and yeah. In the stadium, not one person was singing. Not one. No, it doesn't uh, strike me as particularly um, unusual that that happened, let's say. Yeah, uh, it's not, not just down Because there. I think they just didn't know it. I think they just didn't know it. No, true. They don't. They no, don't. because they showed a clip of the cricket fans. Um, uh, I don't know where it was. I think it was in England, but the New Zealand cricket fans were singing the, the national anthem in, in Maori quite quite yeah. nicely. Um, yep. But yeah, just it was weird to be at a sporting event where no one's singing along to the national anthem, you know, for the home team. I can think of something even weirder than that in that um, uh, uh, the family, not me though, uh, at the time, but uh, went to an Anzac Day ceremony, the morning mm. ceremony, yep. uh, north of Auckland here in a small town called Matakana, where you've probably been, uh, maybe. And um, again, uh, just English. <laughs> the national anthem was English. Mm. And my partner, Anne, asked one of two people who appeared to be the organisers why that was. Mm. And they said, well, we couldn't find anybody that, that knew it. I, and I thought, wait a minute, there's many children go to these things. Uh, there are many schools in your area. One, about 250 metres away from the statue where you were holding the ceremony, yep. Atikana School. They would know it. All you kids, would have to do. The kids' choir could have come in to do it. It would have been great. The kids' choir to come Brilliant. down yeah. and give you that part of it. But no, no, they'd rather not thought of that. And I found that very, very strange indeed. Yeah, um, it's it, it's it's difficult for it's difficult to get a grip. Um, there's a current hysteria about uh, a little bit of politics coming up here, Ben Elton style. Um, there's a little bit of hysteria about. Um, having road signs bilingually, say with Wales and many other countries mm. throughout the world, um, terrifies people that they don't know where to go. Uh, if, if, if there's, if there's, if the there's the Maori, being, they, I, I don't know how to get to Oamaru. And I don't want you to tell I, exactly. Me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, know. you already live there, you it's idiots. Ma it's Maori, um, and it's Maori anyway, the name. It, it won't um, be written twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yes, and I live in Tamaki Makaro, and it just, that are just uh, un, it just strangely scares people. Um, you know, how will we know? How will we know if it says Kura on the sign that it's a school? 
Well, probably because it will say school and there'll be a school next to it. Yeah. Yeah. That might be how you might learn that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's kind of odd. Um, it, it, it's, it was also, uh, I'll give a quick example that I proposed this year by the New Zealand Geographic Board. Uh, and I'm going to have to read this one because I don't say this very often. Uh, Geographic Board to return a name to a town called Russell, which is up north, uh, which I believe was um, the very first well, named as the capital because it's where ships arrived mm. from other parts of the world. And Governor Hobson, who was around at the time, uh, purchased land and um, renamed it Russell in honour of the Secretary of State for the Colonies, Lord John Russell, as you yeah. do if you're mm. a coloniser. Um, but it is proposed that they return it to Kororareka, which is um, a much more uh, musical and um, mm. um, original name. That uh, I find that quite interesting too. Um, the, 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 the names for the cities certainly um, appear in weather forecasts and they tend to say both these days, don't they? So yeah, they, it'll be interesting they to do. see just how far this goes. Yeah. Um, to change um, it, it's uh, it's really tricky you know I, and down here you know local facebook groups and stuff yeah there are some yeah there are some strong opinions shall we say uh, one yeah. one that made me really laugh was um I, I saw this on a facebook local facebook group i can't remember what it was but some woman middle-aged white woman you know pakiha was having a rant uh, i don't want to be called pakiha uh, okay i don't want to be known by by a maori name i'm a kiwi and that's that's what i want to be called someone replied kiwi's a maori don't. word and you're an idiot <laughs> yeah. um yeah so anyway i don't want to get too political are, on this but this yeah no, okay you've got, so you got, you got the british inconsistencies empire. with that kind of stance there yeah are, there are you've got the british empire at work unfortunately and that that will live on that but we've seen it you know even in the uk i think they've torn down statues and put them in museums and yeah all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Um, I'm sure there's one or two gone here too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yes, but it's a lovely language, I think. We, it is, but uh, we do our best. Yeah, we try and speak a few words. Try and speak a few words. Let's still be nice and get along because it's, it's, it's a good thing to do, I think. Yeah. On that bombshell, what have you been up to, Captain, apart from that? Up to, hmm. uh, uh, in a few spare moments, I went down to the, Chazza, as I do sometimes, um, the op shop, as it's called here. Mm -hmm. um, and I was delighted to find a couple of books, um, which we've got here. So there's Fred Vargas's The Chalk Circle Man mm -hmm. and Fred Vargas's The Three Evangelists, both in excellent condition for $2 each. That's nice. fine. And they are the first in the Commissaire Adamsburg series and the first in the Three Evangelists series, which is called the Three Evangelists, a basically crime procedural set in France, written by uh, Fred Vargas, who is uh, Frédéric Audouin Rousseau. Mm. Is he uh, French? She's a uh, she <laughs> is a historian. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, indeed. She's a historian and an archaeologist and a writer. And uh, I was glad to find both of these. I've read them before. Absolutely ages ago, with my memory, mm. it's fantastic because I can read these things again. Um, and it also prompted another point, loosely connected with language, in that um, the translator of the Fred Vargas books is called Sharon Reynolds, and her translations are fantastic because, um, and I think this happens sometimes, a G loses nothing of, of the flavour of the Frenchness. Mm. 
of the characters in these novels. It, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but it sounds like France. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I think if you weren't careful, you could put a, a perfectly flawless translation in and it would sound less atmospheric and less French. Yeah. Um, there's a, a Scandinavian crime writer called Henning Mankell mm. uh, who wrote the Wallander books, and he was translated by Laurie Thompson. And again, there, uh, the, the sort of atmosphere of the book, the atmosphere of the country comes across. And I, I don't know if this is, this is a particular skill or whether I, 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 whether I just happen to notice that this, you know, I, having read other Scandinavian novels, mm. that Seaborn was quite plain by comparison, but... Um, yeah, you, you need someone this is that, great. that really knows both languages really, really well, yeah. and both cultures, yeah, and really it. gets the book. And I'm sure they're not translating word for word, right? They're just re- representing it. In yeah, you, you yeah, can't yeah, you yeah. couldn't do it word for word. This is why AI won't ever. Yeah, well, will it? I, I think that's know. it. Yeah, I don't. We we don't. I don't think so. It, it could, you know. Yeah, so it's you've got to get further away than Google Translate yeah. or, or or even AI. I think you mm. you have to inhabit the characters yeah. and the country. And that's that's the point that I thought when I was um, rereading, starting to reread the Adamsburg yeah. book number one. Um, do I recommend them? Yes, I do. Of course I do. I like them. Well, I've, I've read quite a few of them in the past. Um, yeah. Buy some Fred Vargas books or get them out of the library. They're, they're easy reading. Mm. Um, so, um, yeah, pile in. It's great I, stuff. I will. I don't have a book on the go at the minute. I'm having a little break, but I, yeah, I don't really read enough mm. fiction. I read lots of fact books. Mm. Uh, so yeah, maybe I'll, I'll have a look up Fred Vargas. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Just remembered something that Definitely. we should mention. Uh, oh, yeah. Could mention. Um, Taskmaster. Taskmaster. NZ fin- finished this week. Indeed, it did finish. It and did. I missed the last five minutes. Yeah. I think, oh, I won't oh. give a spoiler. I won't give a spoiler. Um, but it was quite close at the end, I think, was it? The scores? It was. I mean, it started out with the, at the beginning of the final episode with um, Mel Bracewell and mm. Boba trying to fight it out mm. over the course of the last episode um, yeah. to win. And uh, again, I'm not going to give it away if people haven't seen it. Mm. Um, it's It was a good one. It was a good one. Yeah. I, I, coincidentally, today on the spin-off, I can put a link into this, there's every task on New Zealand Taskmaster rated from this task was rubbish to this task was absolutely brilliant. Okay. Um, I think there's 172 of them now. <laughs> right, okay. I, think that, I think that was the number I saw in the article and I haven't read it all yet. Um, I don't really skim through it to find my favourite task. Yeah, but, uh, great stuff. But, um, they, they spin off occasionally do massive ratings articles, mostly mm. about things like ice cream or yeah, yeah, yeah. Bags of chippies yeah. or biscuits or something like that. But, mm. the, but this one is um, it's all... 172 tasks of New Zealand Taskmaster rated. Mm. Um, oh, good one. Yeah. A great series. I consistently write, um, I think, is it season 16 of British Taskmaster is coming up oh, soon? Could be. Could be yeah. yeah. It must be. 16. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great stuff. Alex, Alex Orn, obviously not running out of ideas in the no. UK. No, I, I um, imagine they've got a big team of writers, I imagine. But. You would hope that, you know, yeah. after the, after the first couple of series, as you'd yeah. think, oh, I need help. Yeah. Or just repeat the same tasks again. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Is it 16 series on? Um, no. I think, I think with the New Zealand one, I saw I saw um, the names of a couple of comedy 
legends in, in the credits. So, mm. um, so yeah, you obviously tap into the um, right. tap into your tap into your. Um, oh, maybe there's like a competitors, central, central maybe previous previous competitors. Yeah, yeah, just a central pool of ideas because it's syndicated in all sorts of countries around the world. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alex must be doing all right for himself. <laughs> I heard about uh, Rowan Atkinson. He sort of owns mm-hmm. the Mr. Bean franchise. And I think Mr. Bean, I'm sure I heard this right, was sold to every single TV network in the world or every country in the world. Wow. There's some, I guess, dollars, yeah. some dollars for you because it's, it's, it's mime, right? No, I guess the, the, the special it's, it's, it's Monsieur Hulot. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's, it's, it, it's that kind of thing. It's, yeah. uh, you don't need to. You do need to translate it. He's basically, does he ever say a word? No, not, not, go, not hmm, often. Rrr, yeah, exactly. Rrr. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson's extremely wealthy. <laughs> yes. And why not? Um, so anyway, mm. speaking of TV shows, so I think I yeah. touched on this last week, The Traitors UK. Yeah, yeah. Oh, got a bit into that. Are you, are you getting on with that? Uh, yeah, I'm okay. racing ahead with that. Um, cool. Yeah, it's good. It's one of these social experiment things. You know, there's 12 people in a room and three of them are, are designated to be bad guys. They've got mm. to get rid of the good guys, and the good guys got to work out who the bad guys are, and it all gets very personal, very nasty, very quickly. Yeah. It's exciting yeah. TV. It's good fun. So that that's that's good. Um, I and, haven't dipped into the um, the New Zealand one yet because um, no. it's compared by Paul Henry, who I completely do not uh, like. Yeah. So uh, unusual choice. Not going to go there. Unusual yeah. choice, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Mm, anyway, yeah, but do, do do check out the the UK one. It's on TVNZ. Um, okay. Also, new in my ears, if not my eyes, this week, uh, there's a new series of From the Oast House, Oast House with Alan Partridge. Now, this Ooh. is, um, it's not a podcast, it's actually an audio book. You, you buy it on Audible, uh, but it's presented like a podcast. So every episode, every chapter is like a podcast episode. So it's a faux okay. podcast. Uh, and it's, it's back on form. I mean, I've been a Partridge fan for many, many years, what, since before he was even on TV, when he was on Radio 4. So um, I've always followed Alan Part- the, the work of Alan Partridge, and uh, it would be my uh, mastermind specialist subject, I think, Alan Partridge. I'm a bit of an expert. Um, cool. So, yeah, back on form, big time. The, the last one uh, of this wasn't quite so good. Um, but, yeah, this is season three. And I'm really enjoying that, about halfway through those now. So that's, that's good. You're not really a fan, are you? You never got it. I'm not, no. Uh, you get it, it or you doesn't. don't. Still doesn't grab me. No, you're, too, you're probably too late now. If you if you weren't there in '94 uh, <laughs> at the start, uh, you probably left it too time. late. But I, I think it must be quite unique. I don't think there's ever been another character like that on TV, or, mm. or all sorts of formats actually. That's just gone on and on and on and evolved and evolved. I don't can't think of one. Yeah. Um, so that's thirty years then. Oh, it was earlier, probably ninety-two. I think he, the character first appeared on. More um, than thirty years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it called a Radio Four show? Uh, I want to say just a minute, but it's not just a minute. Um, no, uh, it was like a spoof news show on Radio Four on the hour. I think it was called on the hour. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Way back, early nineties. So it's yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's thirty years old, and uh, yeah, it's gone from the, the, yeah. the radio chat show to the TV chat show to the sort of documentary about his house. He's done this co- hosting this. Uh, uh, one show type thing and all the stuff on YouTube as well. Mid Morning mm. Matters, the, the film, several books. It's a strong yeah. old franchise that I don't can't think of anything else that's ever ever done that. No, I'm still going strong. I don't, I don't know what it is about why I don't take to it. Mm. I think it's maybe the sort of bumbling yeah. nature 
of yeah. it. I don't get that. Yeah. I don't know that generally the office, the same thing really. Mm-hmm. Although I, I must belatedly watch some of the American ones as you yeah. told me that it's considerably better than the original. Well, it's very, oh, different. Very, very, very different. Very different uh, yeah. to the original, to the, uh, yeah. the, the British one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You should give, at least give season one a go. Um, see yeah. how you get on. Um, oh. All good. So that's what I've been listening to. I did also spot one thing in the news the other day. WordPad. You see this? You know, WordPad? Word. Yes, in, WordPad. In Windows? They're killing yes. it off. It's going. Ah. Going after 30 what, what? years. A lot well, of people will be are. upset by that because it can do pretty much anything most people would ever want to do in Word without having to pay for Word. Yes. Um, it, it does it all, really, that, anything you'd want. Um, so, yeah, they're killing off WordPad after all these years. Yeah. I mean, you can get, well, you can get basic formatting in most things now. Yeah. I guess Google have killed it off a little bit with um, with their stuff. That's, that's well, you can, get, free. you can get Microsoft Office for free, kind of basic version for free. You know? Basic. Yeah. yeah, it depends if you're a student, isn't that the case? Anyway, I, I thought um, if you just had a Microsoft. There are lots of other options. Mm. Yeah, there are, of course there are. Yeah. But it's quite yeah. handy. I'm sitting here with Notepad. Yeah, I still use Notepad all the time. So do I. Um, but so one, one, one I. Note, obviously OneNote is much better than Notepad because you can copy and paste and put images in it and all that kind of good stuff. So you mm. Mac, Mac users won't know what we're talking about, but um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> if, they, if, they, if they killed off Notepad, I'll be a bit upset. Yeah. Because that's quite handy for getting rid of formatting. Yes. If you, yeah, you know, just want to if you've it copied all. something off a web page yeah. or something like that, well, yeah. just drop it into Notepad. Drop it in there, straight into Arial, and uh, start again. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, yeah, it's all good. So um, that is all for me. You got any more to add on your side? No, because I was amazingly unprepared, as you know, for this particular thing. But um, yeah. as we say, it's um. It's only 25 minutes a week, and we can generally rattle on for, <laughs> for about that I think we, of time. I think we have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Um, cool. So anyone out there, uh, you know, learn learn a few little bits of Rayo. Come on, just yeah. start writing your emails in, finishing and starting and finishing your emails with, with, with greetings and, and yeah. goodbyes and stuff, and yeah. take it from there, you know. Yeah. It's not hard. It's not yeah. difficult. No. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's leave okay. them to get back to their lives. That probably Indeed. more exciting than ours. Um, so, um, say, Kiora, Captain. Kiora, Captain. Carpene. Kiora, Carpene. Sorry. Yeah. I'm getting there. Okay. Goodbye, folks. We'll see you next time. Take care. I'll tell you what.